name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Christ is born. Glorify Him. And for those of you who were here uh, on Christmas Eve, Merry Christmas is not enough. (laughs) (laughs) A A memorable... Uh, sermon, Father Nicholas. It says um, <clears throat> in uh, in the four sermons that Saint Nikolai has on these four gospel lessons that are uh, presented around Christmas time, he points out that. In the Gospel of Matthew, the Magi and their visitation are mentioned in some detail, but there's no mention of the shepherds at all. And in the Gospel of Luke, of course, we hear the story of the angel appearing to the shepherds, glory to God in the highest, and go to Bethlehem, and there's no mention of the wise men at all. In the, in the Gospel of Luke. And so it really requires both of these Gospels to put the picture together. And <clears throat> I think the same is true when we look at this from the standpoint of the flight of, into Egypt, that if we look at the Gospel of St. Luke, we heard the Gospel from Matthew to today that uh, you know Christ was born born in a dream go to Egypt they went down into Egypt Uh, Herod kills the children after Herod dies they come back but because of the two brothers one is less cruel than the other the two sons of Herod they retire to the district of Galilee where Nazareth is But in the Gospel of Luke, it says that Jesus was presented in the temple at 40 days. And then it it says, Joseph took the family back up to Nazareth. And these are things that we don't always, you know, quite put together. But I think when we put it together, we kind of see the picture that Christ was born, that the shepherds and the wise men came and worshipped him in the cave. Uh, Whether they were there at the same time, I don't know, but it's pretty much the universal tradition of the church that the wise men did come to the cave. And, And that... After six weeks, that that after about six weeks, then he's presented in the temple, and Joseph has been warned. He goes and he sets his family affairs together in Nazareth, and then goes down into into Egypt, and leads the family into Egypt. It was something that occurred to me just this morning that that, that seeing it this way might help us to understand the tradition a little better of James, James. the tradition that James accompanied them down into Egypt. 
We have the, there's no mention in the Luke account or the Matthew account that St. James was there at the birth of Christ. And presumably he was uh, older and the son of, of Joseph, and maybe he was working in Nazareth. And when he went up to set his family affairs together, he told Joseph or James to come with him. And so we commemorate St. James on this day as having accompanied the Holy Family down into Egypt. <clears throat> there was another thing that I thought was, was kind of interesting. It hit me um, when we were reading the royal hours on the, the, uh, the morning of Christmas Eve. And one of the Psalms was talking about the kings of Tarshish and the islands shall bring gifts, and the kings of the Arabians and of Saba shall bring presents. Have you ever heard this tradition that um, there were three kings and that one was from Persia, one was from Arabia, and one was from Ethiopia? And... The idea being that these three kings represented the three sons of, of Noah, Japheth the, uh, of uh, uh, Persia, Seth of Arabia, and Ham of Africa and, and Ethiopia. But... I've never, you know, really been able to pick up anything in the scriptures before that there was anything other than three gifts, you know. We kind of assumed that there were three wise men because there were three gifts. But here in the psalm, it says, and let me uh, read from um, St. Dimitri of Rostov. I found, believe it or not, <laughs> I found one of St. Nikolai's sources. One of St. Nikolai's sources is St. Dmitri of Rostov. So <laughs> I found this volume on, on, on my shelf. He says, It is likely that one of the wise men came from Persia, another from Arabia, the third from Ethiopia, because this opinion agrees with David's prophecy. And this was what we read in the royal hours. The kings of Tarshish and the islands shall bring gifts, and the kings of the Arabians and of Saba shall bring presents. And according to the commemorators, uh, or the commentators on sacred scripture, this passage refers to the Magi. By the kings of Tarshish, which means beyond the sea, David refers to Persia, and which is uh, beyond the Persian Gulf, the allusion to Arabia is plain enough, he says, and Saba is another name for Ethiopia, and so also the name of uh, that country's capital. So we do things, I think, 
because it is, it is a long-standing tradition and there's nothing wrong with believing that you know we see these crash scenes where you've got baby Jesus and Mary and Joseph and the wise men and the shepherds and the animals they're all there well for me, I mean, I'm just one person, but that's what I believe happened. You know, St. Dimitri makes, uh, makes another comment. He, he says uh, that he believes the, the wise men, here it is, the long-awaited king, the Magi, came into the house where the infant was as the gospel expressed, and some interpreting these words literally conclude that the wise men found Christ not in the cave, but in one of the homes of the city. They believe that once the people who had been taxed departed, the inn was emptied, and there were vacant rooms and private houses in Bethlehem as well. However, St. Justin the Martyr, St. John Chrysostom, St. Gregory Nisa, and Jerome all say <laughs> that the Lord remained in the cave until just before his presentation in the temple 40 days after the nativity and that the three kings found the king of heaven not in comfortable chambers enjoying the vain privileges of wealth but in poverty, in the humblest of circumstances, guided as, as they were to the cave by a star, they did not murmur or change of having made the long journey, but they came and they fell down and they worshipped him. I've spent so much time on this, I don't have time to share with you <laughs> Uh, the things that St. Nikolai says happened in Egypt when the Lord went down into Egypt. One thing he do does say, I'll just try to recall a couple of things here. He says the Lord's ministry didn't begin when he was 30 years old. It began immediately. Immediately. And how many... You know, the shepherds were saved. The wise men were saved by the Lord God, Savior, Jesus Christ. St. Simeon is, is able, able to die in peace. And St. Anna, the, the, the prophetess. And they go down into Egypt. And according to the, to the traditions, uh, the idols fell. In these tents, there are idols all over everywhere. And these idols fell down. And that, and that we can find reference to prophecies in the, the prophet Isaiah and in the prophet Jeremiah that it says, in essence, my son will go down to the Egypt and the idols will fall down. And they did. They fell down. And the Lord blessed so many of these places in Egypt. You know, uh, the, 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 because of jealousy, jo, uh, Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery and he went down into Egypt. 
And then they came starving, asking for bread, and Joseph gave them the bread. And Herod, because of his jealousy, drives the Lord Jesus Christ down into Egypt. And, and, and the scriptures say, Out of Egypt have I called my son. And Jesus, when he began his public ministry, said to us, I am the bread. And he gives us his, the bread, which is himself, his body, and his blood. And so we see the fulfillment of whatever happened to Joseph and, and, and see that he was a type of Jesus Christ and that he fulfilled all, all of these things. We could go on and on. But uh, I will conclude uh, just with this one paragraph where St. Nikolai talks about how in the subsequent years and centuries that Egypt as a nation was blessed because Jesus went down into Egypt and lived there for a time. It was in Egypt that there blossomed the most glorious monasticism in the Christian church, headed by St. Anthony. In Egypt, the blood of innocent martyrs was shed. Is it not enough to mention only the holy virgins, Barbara and Catherine? Egypt gave us outstanding theologians and thinkers, Christians of Egypt had a terrible battle with Arius, the worst Christian heretic, shaming him and overcoming him, and by enriching the church with incalculable victory, the Egyptian form of the creed was adopted by the Ecumenical Council of Nicaea, and St. Athanasius of Alexandria shone like a bright sun in the sometime darkened land of Pharaoh. So we give thanks for the suffering of Christ even in his infancy that he had to go down into Egypt but that it was all for our salvation and if nothing else we have St. Athanasius as our father and patron as a result of his flight into Egypt. Amen. Christ is born.